name is Mike Elstock, pastor of Community Baptist Church. You'll be here in South Riding, Virginia. Thank you for joining me for week number six of our video programming during social distancing. Of course, this is our regular Sunday evening program, or at least a replacement for our regular Sunday evening program. By the way, we are praying and working as church leaders and trying to seek God's direction as well as advice and counsel from others. With regards to the timing of when and, and the procedure of how uh, we'll transition back from uh, the media-driven programs that we have been bringing your way and uh, go back to public live services. And so pray with us that God will give us wisdom as we seek his direction and as we uh, work on the details of how and when to make all that happen. There's something else you could do for me, and that is if you are on our YouTube channel right now and you haven't uh, subscribed to our channel, we would love for you to um, reach up and subscribe for that. And if you're on our Facebook page and haven't liked us, please like our Facebook page and even start a, a watch party so that uh, some others uh, might be uh, able to join in with the program this evening. This week we are looking at the theme of COVID-19 uh, COVID and God's judgment. Uh, people ask, or they wonder, is COVID-19 the judgment of God um, on his creation? What, what, uh, how do we know whether God is judging when we see an, a natural disaster in our world? Well, this morning we noted the systematic disclosure in God's word of how God has always used the natural world to bring his judgment upon human beings. He uses the natural world uh, to judge sinful behavior in his creation. Uh, and, uh, and we find that from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation. And uh, we looked at some passages of Scripture this morning uh, to learn about how God tells us how to recognize uh, his judgment and what the remedy uh, for his judgment is, how to end the judgment that comes from God. Um, my question would be, could COVID-19 be different? And I don't think it is. I think it falls into the pattern of how God deals with his creation. So we talked about that this morning. We're going to talk about that this evening. And uh, as we talk to uh, one of our missionaries, Joel Dickens, who he and his uh, wife Cynthia and their children are serving God in Brazil as, uh, as missionaries evangelizing and planting churches in that part of God's world. And so uh, we're going to enjoy chatting with him for a few moments about how COVID-19 is impacting their ministry down in Brazil. So let's, let's welcome Joel Dickens, who's calling in from Brazil. Joel Dickens, it is awesome to have you here on camera today. Good to see you. It's good to see you too, Pastor Elstock. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, it's been a little while since we've seen each other. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, exactly we, we, I think it was probably uh, 2017, probably. Yeah, it's been a it's been a, a few years then. So, uh, mm -hmm. how's Cynthia? Doing well. Uh, praise the Lord. Her uh, she was having a few health problems at the beginning of the year. We seem to be getting getting through that. Uh, we praise the Lord for that. Good. Joel and Cynthia Dickens, uh, tell the folks uh, about your three children. Teenagers uh, now, children. all of them. Yeah, four. four Where did children. one go? Morgan, <laughs> Morgan, actually, we're trying to get him out of the house. 
Um, <laughs> he's, he's now 19, and he's uh, studying seminary here uh, with us. We praise the Lord for that. And then Aiden uh, is in 11th grade. Uh, Daniela is in 9th grade. And Abigail is finished up her 8th grade. Wow. My time has rolled on so quickly. How long have you yes, guys sir. been in Brazil? Uh, we got here in 2005, so it's been 15 years. 15 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, give us the uh, part of Brazil. Where are you? Brazil's a pretty big country. Where are you in Brazil? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Brazil is the largest country in South America. We are in the northeastern corner of Brazil. If you were to look at a map, uh, you just find the easternmost point of Brazil marked out in the map. And then, well, depending on the size of the map, you know, about an inch and a half or so over, and you'll find Belo Jardim, a little tiny place in the yeah. interior. Yeah. So you're uh, now that's an inch and a half. How does how far is that from the Atlantic Ocean? We are about uh, we're about 200 kilometers, which would be somewhere, but somewhere around 100, a little less than 100 miles. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. So um, now the work that you're uh, in, the, the, the town you're in and the church you've planted there, how long have you been in that particular town? Well, we've been living here since 2008. We actually began the work in 2006 here uh, in Belo Jardim, little, little interior city, um, about 70,000 people, which doesn't seem small, but for urban areas in Brazil, it is actually pretty small. Yeah, well, that's awesome. What a blessing uh, to uh, to be partnered with you and your family for the uh, souls there in Brazil. That's a privilege that we have, and we're grateful for the opportunity to be involved in your all's lives and ministry. Well, thank you, Pastor. We we appreciate Community Baptist Church and 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 everything that y'all have done. Your prayers and support just been a, a truly is a blessing to us. I imagine, uh, like anywhere else in the world, your lives changed a bit of. Uh, not too many weeks ago. How has this uh, COVID-19 virus impacted uh, your all's lives as a family, as well as uh, as well as the church ministry? Well, uh, start with the family, uh, since you mentioned that first. Um, one of the things we have to always consider is that Cynthia is a diabetic, and being diabetic, she's type one diabetes, and so she's always. Um, she's in a more high-risk category as far as COVID-19 is concerned. And so we, we have to watch that. Um, it's um, the the governor of the state where we live uh, put the kind of the lockdown order uh, in effect um, at the beginning of April. Uh, so it's only been about the month of April that we've kind of been in quarantine, if you want to put it that way. Um and and so, of course, that's affected our ministry, obviously. And like most Americans, most churches in America, uh, we are holding our services only online, uh, holding our services by Facebook and Zoom uh, and things like that. And, and praise the Lord, it's it's been wonderful. Our folks have responded really, really well. We've been just thrilled with the way that our folks have, have responded, participating in the services and, and things like that. We've... Um, Done some things, tried to do some things like uh, put together food baskets for some of our church members that are having some financial troubles because of not being able to work. Uh, and our people have just responded tremendously. I've just been thrilled with the way our people have responded. That's awesome. So I would assume from that that most of your people have uh, Internet connections and are able to get online? Yes, sir. We, uh, if they – most – 
most Brazilians, even if they don't have, let's say, a computer in their home or something like that, uh, they do have their cell phones, and they use their cell phones to a great degree uh, with their Internet and things like that. So, yeah, most of our people, they're on, you know, they get on and watch on Facebook with their um, with their cell phones. Uh, some will connect it to their TV so they can, you know, watch it on the, on the big screen and that kind of thing. We are, uh, this today will be our sixth Sunday that we will have been mm-hmm. meeting both morning and evening through our um, YouTube uh, account and our our uh, Facebook page as well. And so while we're mm-hmm. in that kind of that same basket, for the first five Sundays, uh, we have tried to um, focus on hope and uh, joy, um, heaven, confidence in God, the presence of God in our lives, a risen Savior, uh, all of the things that uh, that deal with hope and, and encouragement because people were so panicked and so fearful. Uh, today we're doing something different, and, uh, and as a matter of fact, this morning, this evening, and this week, we're focusing on the judgment of God. And um, this morning we dealt with uh, the pattern of God throughout the, the Bible from Genesis to Revelation of, of dealing with his creation uh, with judgment when they get out of line far enough to warrant that. And, uh, and, and we looked at the, how God lined out for, uh, laid out for Solomon a pattern of how uh, they would know if he was judging them and, and what the solution to that judgment is. Uh, and sometimes I feel that we look at uh, things like this virus, that the, the solution to this virus, it's a, it's a medical problem, it's a political problem. We, mm-hmm. the, the solution is politics and medicine. And uh, and yet, when we go to the Word of God, we seem to get a different picture. So we focused on some of that uh, this morning, and I shared with the uh, with the folks that you were going to be with us on on uh, the program this evening, um, and just to, to kind of give you an opportunity, give us an opportunity to hear from a perspective from another continent, another part of the world, uh, how people are viewing. Uh, all of these things. Let me read a verse of scripture, and then I'm curious as to how the Brazilian people um, look at this situation and uh, and how their uh, reaction, what their reaction is to what's behind the uh, COVID-19 virus. One of the places in the Bible that we considered this morning was Habakkuk, the preacher, uh, who was mm. so bewildered. And uh, he said, how long shall I cry and thou wilt not hear, even cry unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save? Why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance? A spoiling and violence are, are before me, and there are that rise up, that raise up strife and contention. He says, God, it just everything is going wrong, but you're not doing anything. You, How long are you going to allow me to see all of this, but you do nothing? And the... The preacher was confused as to why in his lifetime his prayers were unanswered and the judgment of God did not seem to go forth. And so he saw the problems around him as spiritual in nature and and was frustrated that God wasn't doing something more quickly about the sin that was rampant. With that kind of as a backdrop, uh, talk to me about Brazil, the people, how... Uh, how you all 
look at the virus and uh, what uh, what comes to your all's mind in dealing with this? Sure, Pastor. Um, the the Brazilian people tend to be they they come from a very religious background. The Catholicism, obviously, being the main uh, religion, and uh, the Brazilian people tend to look at things like this in a much more almost um, what is God doing? What is the judgment that God's bringing? Why is this happening? Uh, in fact, it was, has been very interesting how many people have actually come to me and said, Pastor, do you believe that, that this has come to Brazil because of some of the things that happened during Carnival? And of course, Carnival is that time you know, in, in a lot of uh, Latin American countries, especially Brazil, well-known for it, Rio de Janeiro, yeah. um, for just real um, perverse uh, activities that take place. In the last two years where Carnival has been concerned, they've actually had one of the, the Samba schools is what who puts on the different floats and things like that, actually have have had extremely blasphemous um, uh, portrayals of Christ, in fact, uh, to such a degree that it it's 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 offensive, the kinds of things that they've allowed. Uh-huh. To, to go through, and you'd think, and especially in a mostly, mostly Catholic country, that this wouldn't be even permitted, but, but they do. And people have asked, Pastor, do you think that this is because of things like that? And, and, and I've had to tell them that it very well could be. Uh, obviously, we don't have, you know, God hasn't told us, you know, right. called us on the phone and said, I'm just coming by judgment, but we see in the Bible that, that God does judge uh, through things like this, uh-huh. and and the thing that I always go back to, and and I take try to take our folks to, or folks that ask us about it, is going to Romans chapter eight, where Paul uh, talks about the fact that the creature was made subject to vanity, mm. and that in verse twenty two, eight twenty two, we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, and kind of help them to see that yes god could use this for judgment but we've got to remember that because of christ there is hope we have hope yeah and and that hope is only in christ and that's that's where i always try to that's where we always try to go with it because we want the folks to see that yes god can judge but there is hope because of christ and and the only hope comes the only hope that we have comes when a person puts their full faith and trust in Christ for to be their savior, and uh, and that's 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 the way we have to go with it. Amen. That is a phenomenal chapter, Romans eight, uh, to instill hope in people. But you're right; it, it's it's as pointed as anywhere in the New Testament, I guess. That our world is a broken world, and it's broken because yeah. of our sin. And uh, not only is the human family broken, but the very uh, world itself, the creation groans, and uh, the the animal kingdom, the ecology, as well as the human family, all travailing and groaning in pain because of the brokenness that sin has brought and the judgment of God that results from that. That's uh, it's it's been a it's been something that even recently. Uh, because we do try to keep up with what's going on in America and the states, and mm-hmm. a couple of things that have actually even disappointed me has been the way that some, um, I, I guess, politicians, even the Pope, um, made the statement that 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 nature uh, did this to us, mm-hmm. and 
and the thought occurred to me, how could something like that be said when when we look at the Bible, we see that because of Adam's sin, that God judged all of creation. Mm-hmm. And and so and so without Christ, where would we be? Truly, where would we be? Yes. Yeah. I find over and over again, Joel, as I read the Bible, that God is not embarrassed to say, I did this. I sent mm-hmm. this. I brought this. And over and over again, I, I find God does not dance around the issue and say, well, the devil did this, or, uh, you know, right. I just allowed this to happen, but I'm going to bring good out of it. Those things may be true, but God's not embarrassed to stand up and say, I sent this. And yes. he flooded the world and destroyed mankind in Noah's day. And, and he mm-hmm. brought the judgment of the Babylonian army uh, into Israel. Um, at, at the uh, at that time when the southern kingdom was taken into captivity, and God takes responsibility. Yes, sir. I find he absolutely that... does, and mm-hmm. he absolutely does, and 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 we're naive not to recognize that. We're naive not to see that it is it is the sin of mankind that that causes God. To, to react. Not, I say react. React's not the right word, but, but, but to judge in his justice and his holiness, because that's what it is. That's truly what it is. Joel, um, I think of, uh, of what Paul wrote to Timothy, right, uh, late in his life in ministry, and, and he told uh, Timothy that, uh, that he was going to experience a time, that there was a time coming, uh, mm-hmm. where, where, people would so much want for their preachers and their teachers to make them feel good. They had ears that itched, and and they were looking for someone Mm -hmm. to to tickle their ears and make them feel good. They would not be able to handle sound doctrine because they wanted someone to make them feel good. And Paul warned Mm -hmm. Timothy against that. Do you think there's a correlation? You you mentioned uh, religious leaders and how they react to a situation like this virus. Is there any correlation here? Well, I think so. I think definitely so. I I believe that that I have seen things that have just thrilled my heart about the way churches especially churches uh with whom we have we have partnerships mm-hmm. have conducted themselves and 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 have done services online and things that things like that it's just been a blessing to our hearts to see that happen but i believe god is using this time to cause christians true christians bible believing christians to refocus mm-hmm. on 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 their relationship with god on what the church is doing, what we're doing to reach uh, the the lost, um, the tools that God has given us to 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 reach the lost, uh, the hope that we that that the Bible that the Bible gives us to share with them, because of the fact that that they're looking for hope, they're looking for why why is this happening, and yeah. and so yeah I yeah I certainly believe that God is is using this. Um, we have a, there's a lot of, of course, there's a lot of faith healers 
uh, here in Brazil. A lot of uh, the charismatic and, and Pentecostal movement is very big uh, here in Brazil. And it's been interesting to me how many times even the men of our church have come and, and they've said, uh, said, Pastor, where are all these healers? Where are all these faith healers at? Where are they? How come they're not, you know, going out and, and taking care of all this, all this, this problem? And of course, obviously they're saying it, you know, half jokingly, but, yeah. but still the, the idea is religion isn't going to solve the problem. It's got to be Jesus Christ. And that's, and, 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 and that's, I believe God is trying to bring us back to that point. Yes. What's really neat is to see, um, a, you mentioned, you, I think you used the word refocus. And to see mm-hmm. families spending more time, quality time together, dads with their kids, um, moms and dads uh, leading their children in family devotions. Uh, just yes. a, an intensity of, of refocus on what's important and what's vital. And, and that is so uh, such a neat thing. And yes, as, sir. As you said, you, you, you noted that the solution is Jesus Christ. And when does Jesus right. Christ solve the problem? It's when man repents. That's exactly right. That he, he, he resolves the problem when man repents and puts his faith in Christ. And then we have the hope to know that when Christ returns, it's going to all be resolved. Yes. And so that's, that's, even, that's even a greater hope. Yeah. Well, there certainly is. I agree with you that in what you said that there is a – it's kind of surprising sometimes to see how religious leaders will, will soft pedal uh, a, uh, a yeah. situation like this and uh, almost mm-hmm. as if they're embarrassed to say God is judging. And, you know, when I look back yeah. in history, I, I, I was uh, looking at some um, things that some of the American statesmen said at different times in their lives – uh, when uh, when there were uh, natural disasters and there were um, difficult times in America, uh, George Mason is is uh, uh, has a, a prominence here in Virginia. He mm-hmm. was uh, a uh, famous American revolutionary statesman and delegate from Virginia to the Constitutional Convention. He was a member of the House of Burgesses here in Virginia. He, he's back in the 1700s. Um, he was right. the author of the Virginia Constitution and the Virginia Bill of Rights, and it's been said that the Virginia Constitution was kind of a, a boilerplate for the uh, federal Constitution. I mean, he was a pretty important guy. And in um, on August 22nd, 1787, um, George Mason said this, Every master of slaves is born a petty tyrant. They being the judgment of, they bring, they bring the judgment of heaven upon a country. As nations cannot be rewarded or punished in the next world, they must be in this world. By an inevitable chain of causes and effects, providence pushes, I'm sorry, Providence punishes national sins by national calamities. Since I butchered that, let me read that last statement again. He said, by an inevitable chain of causes and events, providence, which of course was the old English way in the colonial days, that's how they spoke of God in His sovereignty and God in His dealings with man, His, his creation. 
Jehovah God at work in His creation punishes national sins by national calamities. Didn't sound like George Mason was embarrassed to say it right the way it was. Slavery? You petty tyrant. God is punishing America with natural disasters. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Depending on churches in America, obviously, and being Americans, even being here in Brazil, obviously we're very concerned about what's going on in America. Um, One of the statements that has been made here in Brazil, and I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand why they say it, is that the reason uh, America uh, is going through this is because of their arrogance. Now, I don't necessarily believe that it's necessarily because of that, but I do watch our nation, and I and I and I see the way that the that some of the, uh, the some of the leaders in our country have 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 gone, um, and some of the people who are called leaders. That's the problem. Because the Hollywood crowd and, and all that, they're seen as leaders in our country. But yet the, the, the perversity that, that comes out of that, and I think how could God not judge that? Yeah. Um, people have become slaves. People have become slaves in, in the states to, to their busyness, to, um, to, 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 to Hollywood. There's so many other things. And maybe it's God that's trying to say, hey, let's – Let's get back to what what the what the Bible says. Come back to me. That that's what causes me to resonate uh, with uh, Habakkuk, or I should say Habakkuk mm-hmm. to resonate with me. Habakkuk is a preacher who saw the, uh, the 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 iniquity, the sin, the the immorality around him, and it seemed as if God was silent. And I look at Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, our governor uh, advocated uh, publicly. And in fact, yeah. he advocated that if a child survives an abortion, a living human being uh, in a medical facility, totally separate from its mother's body, they can make no argument that uh, it's my body, I'll do what I want, that, which is a phony right. argument. But nonetheless, that argument's off the table. The baby is lying yeah. there, totally separated from its mother. It's alive. And our governor here in the state of Virginia advocates that the doctor and the mother should consult and decide whether to kill it or not, and that that should be mm-hmm. legal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it, we've we've seen that kind of thing, and it just it. Uh, well, my mother-in-law lives in Virginia. Um, uh, my sister lives in Virginia. It, it, we see that we saw those kinds of things, and just and and our our mouths drop open. How could this yeah. be? How could this be possible? Really, really, you know. Right now, with the COVID-19 virus uh, and uh, the the um, recommendation from our governmental bodies, from our governor, Governor Northam, Northam, is for churches not to meet. Uh, but yet, he said mm-hmm. the abortion clinics where ba- he didn't say it this way, but abortion clinics where babies right. are murdered, those are essential to the life yeah. of Virginia. We must keep the babies being murdered. That's essential. But churches. Uh, they, they need to stop meeting together. And, and you know, mm-hmm. I feel like Habakkuk, God, you know, everywhere I look, and yet, where are you, God? Why won't you stop in and do something? Mm-hmm. And then I say, well, maybe he is. Maybe, maybe is, yeah. he is yeah. doing something. Here's another quote. 
This is from also from the 1700s. This is Samuel Langdon. Samuel Langdon was at the time the president of Harvard College, which of course is now mm-hmm. Harvard University. Harvard College. Um, he said this. He said, we have rebelled against God. We have lost the true spirit of Christianity, though we retain the outward profession and form of it. By many, the gospel is corrupted into a superficial system of moral philosophy. My brethren, let us repent and implore the divine mercy. Let us amend our ways and our doings. Reform everything that has been provoking the Most High. He saw the actions of America. This is back in the 1700s. They weren't even murdering babies back then. But he sees that the actions of Americans are provoking God, daring God to do something. Yeah. Reform everything that has been provoking the Most High, and thus endeavor to obtain the gracious interpositions of providence for our deliverance. If God be for us, who can be against us? The enemy has reproached us for calling on His name and professing our trust in Him. They have made a mock of our solemn fast and every appearance of serious Christianity in the land. May our land be purged from all its sins. Then the Lord will be our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble, and we will have no reason to be afraid, though thousands of enemies set themselves against us round about. May the Lord hear us in this day of trouble. We will rejoice in his salvation, and then in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. Wow. That, that's the kind of yeah. preaching and the kind of statements that came out of American history. A little bit different than today. Yeah, absolutely. He'd probably roll over his grave if he saw what kind of things were coming out of Harvard nowadays. Really? Uh, uh, just read an article this week that, of course, we homeschool our children here in Brazil. And an article came out this week where a Harvard uh, professor, if I'm not mistaken, uh, basically railed on homeschooling and how homeschooling was was creating, was, was infecting children. The, the words she used, and I thought, how in the world could she – could she feel that way? But it's like he said, it's the gospel has become just a social moral philosophy, and it replaced the gospel with with their idea of what's good. It's like the Bible says they call good evil and evil good. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, Joel, from my perspective, all of this provokes God and invites him to judge not only our country, but our world. Because in every part of the world, we find this kind of behavior uh, in rebellion against the moral principles of God, attacking the morality of God, attacking the, the, um, the belief in absolute truth that the Bible declares is correct. I mean, so many areas, our world is in rebellion against God and is ripe for God's judgment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And... And and we're and I believe we're seeing it. Um, and and like like you said, like we've said, the only hope is Jesus Christ. Is turning to Christ. Um, when when I when Isaiah when Isaiah says in Isaiah fifty three, 
let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thought. The fact is, if, if we don't, if we don't turn back to God, then like Paul said, it's only going to get worse and worse. Yes. Yes. Evil men wax worse and worse, he said. But as, as you have pointed out, um, today, this evening, we have hope. Amen. Yes, sir. Is real. It's it's palatable. You can feel it. You can taste it. The hope that is in Christ, and the world doesn't understand that. How do you understand something you've never had? How do you? Well, you can't. Yeah. And so, when we as Christian people talk about the hope, the confidence, the assurance, the peace, the joy we have in Christ, um, those who haven't experienced Christ don't understand what they're missing. And we hold out that hope, and and at the same time we realize that that hope is only experienced by those who have become so convicted and guilty over their sin and the promised judgment of God that they turn from their sin in repentance and embrace Jesus Christ as a Savior who will rescue them from the hell that they're heading to. And that's when peace and joy and the reality of hope begins to impact a person's life. Amen. That's true. I I was just thinking, you know, when you were talking about earlier talking about families getting together and, and all of this is kind of it kind of reminds me of a um, young man we have in our church here. Uh, he was one of the first converts we ever had uh here when we, we began the, the ministry here. And he always struggled with his with his growth, his spiritual growth. Um he he always struggled with alcohol and he always struggled uh, with family, um, he's been divorced, and and um, he's he's had he's he has uh, three little girls from two relationships, and and he went through a time where he almost died. He was involved in a in a vehicle accident. He almost died, and he came to me and he said, Pastor, he said, I believe that God did this because of my sin. And I need to get back to God, and he did. And he now has he has a wonderful family. He's 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 married. Um, the three little girls they're taking care of him. And he, and he came to me and he said um, he said Pastor he said I, I'm not I can't work right now. He's a mechanic. I can't work right now. He said but uh, but we're spending every night we sit down and we read the Bible together. And I've seen such growth in his life over this. It's been such a joy to watch the growth in his life and the joy and, and what the Lord's done with he, with him and his wife and the family. And that's what Christ can do. That's the cool thing about it is that, yes, God judges, but Christ can do such wonderful things yes. in the lives of, 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 of people if they'll just turn their heart to it. And that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm so glad you and Cynthia and your children are down there serving God and um, and impacting lives like that, the 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 investment of resources and time and prayer and everything that comes from churches like Community Baptist Church to to be able yes, to sir. partner with you is such a is such a, a wise investment in precious lives there in Brazil and thank you for allowing us to be partners with you it's quite a joy uh, for us to be a part of your all's lives and ministry uh, thank you it, it's quite a privilege. Well, thank you so much, Pastor. I, I don't, we don't deserve all that, and we appreciate so much Community Baptist Church and every church 
that that is so involved in our ministry and and your confidence in us as a family. Uh, and we just we so appreciate it. And and we know you all are praying for us, and we know you're 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 faithful and wanting to help us. And we're just thrilled about that. And thank we thank God for you all all the time. Wow. Yeah. What a blessing. I love missions. What an yes, opportunity to impact the world uh, together um, in the cause of Christ. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great week, Joel. Give your wife a hug for Betty and I and your kids, and, and may God richly bless you in this upcoming week. Well, thank you so much, Pastor. God bless, and you all have a wonderful week as well. Wasn't that a blessing from Joel Dickens, missionary down in Brazil with his wife Cynthia and their family. What a blessing to be a part of Joel and Cynthia's ministry uh, to the people of Brazil. Well, this week we're going to continue talking about judgment. Uh, We're going to be looking in our daily devotions at some passages in Lamentations and Revelation. We're going to talk about uh, the, the subject or the title, When Your Country totally collapses. That will be from Lamentations. And then heaven's reactions to earth's destruction. And that will be from Revelation. These are some devotional thoughts about the judgment of God that uh, that uh, we see in the Old and New Testament. And I hope it will be a help to you to better understand the world and what God is doing uh, in your world. Thank you so much for being with us this evening. And looking forward to uh, seeing you through the devotions this week. And then, Lord willing, next Sunday we'll be with you again at 10 o'clock in the morning and 6 o'clock in the evening. God bless. Thank you for joining us for part of a Sunday service at Community Baptist Church. I hope to meet you soon. May God impress His love upon your heart this week. Amen.